Good evening, everyone, and welcome in to episode number two of the Warriors of Lust podcast. Tonight on the show, we talk about the age of majority. So if our conversation on consent last week didn't get you to stop listening to us, we should probably be able to get that done tonight. Introducing first, I am your enemy of innocence, Callie Page. And I am the insatiable Jiraku Drake. And I'm the temptress of fate, Serena Hima. Welcome in, my fellow Warriors of Lust. How are you doing tonight? Well, given what tonight is, pretty good. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, tonight is uh, Endwalker's Eve. We are uh, less than, oh, as we sit down to record this episode, we are about six and a half hours away from the official release of Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker 6.0, the final arc of the Zodia, uh, Zodiac and Heidelin saga. And uh, yeah, I couldn't be more excited for Endwalker. What did you all do to celebrate the end of Shadowbringers, Jiraku? I would just like to say <laughs> that just before I hit that point, um, we were supposed to be recording at the Drowning Wench and then the servers went down and that's yeah. not our fault. No, listen, for once, for the first time, maybe ever, <laughs> it's not something we did. So I made the mistake of deciding that maybe it would be the best idea to try out previous Final Fantasy games again. Oh. So after all of the years and years that I've spent with them, I went back once again to Final Fantasy X and ten two in the HD re-releases. And because that wasn't enough, I then went in and got halfway through Final Fantasy VI in the Brave New World ROM hack. Mm-hmm. And how's it been? Well, Brave New World is kind of like if someone played Final Fantasy VI and said, this would be a lot better if it was called Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, remind me Shin Megami Tensei is like the other version of Persona right oh you shouldn't have said those words <laughs> I mean we don't, what, we don't have time for me to correct you on how wrong you are so we'll <laughs> just leave it at it is an incredibly difficult JRPG series got it but it's also Persona right understood <laughs> <laughs> Serena, what did you do to celebrate the end of Shadowbringers? Um, well, I took some photos with my FC members, um, and then I tried really hard to make sure I got the jacket. You know, the, um, what the fuck jacket is that? The Inferno jacket? The Inferno jacket, yeah. Yeah. Am, am I, I crazy in thinking that that thing is uggo is all get out? You are not. So it really looks good in like specific colors. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, of course, I dyed it black or metallic black because it has uh-huh. a gradient. But I just wanted it because I was like, look, look, look at this. Look at me. Look at Listen, me. I, I, I got it because what else was I going to do with the exactly. hundreds of tombstones that I farmed abusing Blue Mage? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't do that. I abused Praetorium. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I sit there. Uh, my friends and I, we played Animal Crossing while we we're in Praetorium. 
or you know we draw and yeah, just, no. just listen to Gaius ramble on I, listen, um, I, I try out new stand-up material while I'm while I'm in Praetorium. <laughs> so. I, I go in in different fun glams. Like, I go in as a frog. I love it. I love it. Um, but otherwise than that, I'm doing pretty well. I had mm-hmm. some health concerns, but I'm doing really good today. Yeah, so I heard so, about this. You had uvulitis? Yes, uvulitis. Um, so, I'm just... So, so Jiraku has a throat <laughs> infection, and you don't think maybe I need to up my throat hygiene game? I know. And I, then I got uvulitis, and... Listen. Someone's coming for your throat. Yeah, they were coming. Yeah, we're no, they they were coming in, in her it. throat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, awesome. So watch out, Callie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> I'm probably next. Now that I've talked shit to both of you, I'm sure uh, we'll be you'll be hearing uh, very shortly that I've got an infection of some kind. You uh, heard it here first. Warriors of Lust episode three will be subtitled Callie Page's throat infection. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be we'll be discussing proper throat hygiene while deep throating on next episode. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, for me, the uh, obviously we made it to the end of Shadowbringers, and my big thing that I wanted to finish was I have something of an unhealthy obsession with farming orchestrian roles. Uh, so I wanted to have all of them before the new expansion came out, and then I wouldn't have all of them anymore. And it was late Tuesday night. When I finally won that last game of Mahjong that I needed to win to get the final orchestrian role in my book, I have all of them. Oh my gosh, can't you wait for the next, like, 50 you're going to have to get now? I know. I, I should I should clarify. I don't have all of them. I didn't mm-hmm. buy all the ones in the cash shop, like the cash shop only ones. And there's ones that you only get if you buy certain pieces of merch. But if you can earn it in-game... I have it, and yeah, now I'm going to have to get, like, 50 more. So what was the last one you got? You got beat someone in Mahjong for? What's it? Yeah, Dome and Distractions comes from uh, from getting to uh, 1,600 matchmaking score in Mahjong. Oh, Jesus. And I, am, I actually rewrote Callie's backstory. She is, to, to include that she is the unluckiest Mahjong player in the history of Eorzea, because uh, I'm, I'm terrible at that game. I'm so bad at it. I just, I, I don't, like, it would help if I understood the rules, I'm sure, but I don't, and I don't intend to learn, so, you know, that might be why I'm bad at it. Okay. Rules are not made to be read. They're made to be ignored. Exactly. I was like, who follows the rules? <laughs> I mean, listen, the suggestion that the Twitch chat kept giving me was eat the tiles, so, I mean. Yeah, then you wouldn't have any more. Look, you. I agree, absolutely. <laughs> if, if you don't ever put down a tile and you just eat them. No one can ever call Roan on you, and then you win. I like mm-hmm. it. It makes sense to me. All right. Uh, we are going to talk about some Endwalker uh, predictions later on in the show. We've got some lusty Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker predictions that we'll close things out with today. But first, got to dive into the Thirst Down. Here on the show, we love to celebrate the many beautiful denizens of Eorzea and in the spirit of Endwalker. Soon, we will not only be the gayest show in Eorzea, but also in the first, in Thavnair, in Charlayan, on the moon. Pretty much will be the gayest, thirstiest show anywhere you can imagine at that point. But we always like to count down some of the many beautiful denizens of this world. So uh, who wants to go first today? Who wants to submit the first character on our thirst down? I'm confident that I've won, so I'll go last. 
Um, <laughs> you're, okay. you're always confident that you've won. Today I'm actually confident won. that you have not won. <laughs> All right, oh. Serena. I know. I know. So listen, we're ending out Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers, I started playing it um, recently after it first came out. Like, this is my first ever expansion release with Endwalkers for Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. So I am giving my fist thirst down the eve of Endwalkers to my man, Emmett Selk. Oh, oh, of course. I told you. Of course. All right. <laughs> All right, Serena. Let's hear it. Sell me on Emmett Selk. Do I really have to? Haven't you seen him? I I have seen him yes okay so first of all let me just how do you feel about decrepit old flesh listen i miss him and i want to see him again i mean i will i will say (laughs) what i have always said he is the best villain this game has ever produced i will not take that away from him Mm -hmm. i suppose you could make an argument that he's got the that like chamber full of backup emmett selk so you could have a hell of a gangbang exactly also why is he always slouching he has to be packing something he has to be packing if he's constantly slouching. Uh, I thought is he that was slouching thing? because he's so old no. that he's just kind of puppeting the body. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is that a thing? If you're slouching, you'd be packing? Yeah, that's um, I, I, that's all I can imagine. But Huge. Serena, I'm always slouching. Oh, you know what? It holds up. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've heard it here from Serena first. If you want people to think that you've got it, just make sure to fuck your posture up as hard as you possibly can (laughs) if you've got a hunch back then you better watch out for the serena (laughs) you got swinging dick i'm sorry you're suggesting that you that you don't know how emmett salt carries that thing around how is it possible yeah yeah exactly um and then his voice is just i love listening to him talk i primarily listen to everything in um japanese Mm-hmm. Um, but I like most of his his voices that he has throughout the whole game um, and their voice actors, but just he, he is so well written. He's pretty to look at. I like his fe- facial features. Yeah. I'm okay. picky. Um, I, I think he would have been hot maybe 40 years ago. And maybe he's like, hot still. Maybe like 800 years ago isn't he around since the beginning of the garlean empire mm-hmm. he's not xenos's grandfather he's his great grandfather basically I, I, in the body of his great grandfather yeah and I, I guess he's well, he's nasty and so he's way way older than that mm-hmm. actually exactly and even when he was just in his Asian form he's gorgeous yeah listen my man's as doing 80s. good for ten thousand. i get i get you Gorgeous so, as Hades? I don't know about as Hades. Not like that Hades, but you know, his humanoid one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm also down with it. Listen, I'm a monster fucker. Come on. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> so, Callie. Yeah. What 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 who 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 did you pick? Yeah, wow. Callie. I feel like I'm going about as far onto the other end of the spectrum as, as you possibly can. I'm taking us all, like like Serena's talking about most recent villains, and I'm I'm taking us all the way back to the beginning of the Gridanian quest lines. Uh I'm I'm gonna humbly submit Mother Mune of Gridania, proprietor of the Carmine can- uh, canopy. And I mean, listen, 
you can't give me someone with mother in their name and expect me to not go mommy. Yes, please. So I'm I'm all about her. Uh, she's got that kind of gentle, like, oh no, you can do it, young one. Get out there. You know, face down the 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 evils of this land. You're gonna be the hero we all need. I love her so much. She she made me feel so good about myself in the early goings of this game. Like at the like genuinely, I can remember being new to the game. You know, some eight years ago now, or however long ago it was. And <laughs> diving into this, and then you get the quest where you leave uh, Gridania to go to the other two cities and uh, present yourself, you know, as the as uh, a hero of Gridania at that point. And I, I remember like excitedly coming back to Gridania, like, all right, yes, I can go back to working for Mother Mune. And no, by that point, your your tutorial NPC is done with. At that point, you go work for like other people, and I'm like, oh, I want to follow Mama though. You can go visit her. What's that? Oh, I said you could just go visit her. I do go visit her all the time, and she always says the same thing to me, but that's okay. <laughs> just like my mother. <laughs> so, I would just like to say that while I respect the choice of of Mother Miyun, there's no respect for Emmett Selkfarmers. Hey. Damn. Uh, damn. Well, I, it's okay. Well, I, Listen, I know who well, I am, and I know what I am. Okay, Serena, Queen of Guilt. <laughs> I have picked someone that embodies fully everything that is perfect about Final Fantasy X and transmits forward into Final Fantasy XIV. Now, some of you may have made the good decision to never level White Mage, which would be correct. However, I have White Mage at 80 jerk i have white mage at 10 (laughs) one of us here is correct (laughs) she 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 doesn't have white mage at 10 she has conjurer at 10 conjurer in the heavensward quest line for white mage Uh uh-huh the antagonist (laughs) is i'm going to guess it's pronounced alaka oh yeah alaka 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 it could be a variety of things, really. What are you? What, what you're, Goth Zayla girl. Goth Zayla necromancer. Necromancer. Not just girl. Woman with necromancy. That is beautiful in everything. That's everything you need. You you get Goth. You get Zayla. You've got those. You've got those scales going on. You've mm-hmm. got the tail. Mm-hmm. You've got. The white hair. Oh, okay. And and everyone, everyone in that story treats her like she's some horrible monster. And it's really tragic. And honestly, very hypocritical of us. Because I'm going to be summoning demons to help me kill things with a scythe tomorrow. <laughs> and it's, is that any better? I know. I think, I think back <laughs> to like characters like Etta, where we're going to be like, you know... I'm not sure we're the good guy anymore. I was, I honestly listening to this, you're like, goth, Zayla, necromancy, and I was like, so you're describing me tomorrow when I open up and become a reaper? (laughs) Are you sure this isn't me? First of all, Draco, I appreciate your attempt to never pick a character anyone has ever heard of. Yeah, I had no idea who this was. I love that. I, I, I appreciate that everyone, after they listen to Jiraku's picks, always has to go to Google and be like, damn it, who is that? Like, as they're listening, they're like, uh, oh, oh, 
I have no idea. But okay. I'm so yeah. sorry. You went from the the pirate lady in the Sky Pirates Sky quest. Sky Pirates. Yeah. To Bradley the Sky Akeen. Pirates. Uh yeah, Radley Akeen. And then you went to Tista B from the freaking uh Oh, she features in the main scenario quest. How <laughs> could anyone miss her? She's like in it for five minutes. And they are some of the best five minutes of Shadowbringers. Someone asked me, someone did, um, one of my friends did ask me who she was and um, how I described her was the kitty girl that gambles. And they were like, oh, yes, okay. And they're like, I remember her for the very short minutes she was in there, but I remember her. So they can go look at her in game. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, those are our suggestions for this week's edition to the thirst down uh next time i presume we will probably be doing a thirst down special from either thav nair or charlayan as we'll have some beautiful new targets to thirst over or maybe we'll just have some new outfits for uh prior characters that we can thirst over i really hope we get to like we get a a, a graha costume update i want some side titty from anyone please <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to make a lot of money off Thavnarian gear. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. There's going to be so many bunny boys wearing Thavnarian gear that I hoarded back when Pals the Dead was new. And you could buy an entire Thavnarian set. Oh both, my actually, both sets for a total of 10,000 gil. Oh my. And that is not the price anymore. Oh god, no. No, it, it's gone up like, tw- like tenfold. So I have about 30 of each. And I'm going to be making Rich. a lot of money. Off bunny boys. Are you gonna get a house? Do you oh you probably have a do you have a house? Oh I have no interest in getting a house. Oh okay, okay, okay. I mean I would say like normally I would be like, Oh, you uh you don't want a house, but knowing how what a miserable process getting a house is, I don't blame you. Oh god, Uh, yeah. Although the lottery will be out in six point one. Even with the process being shifted to a lottery, what would I even do with a house? I have so many alts. (laughs) You would decorate it? You could host parties. Or I could just go to someone else's. I do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Callie? <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, I've got a house. You're, y'all are welcome to come party anytime. All right. Let's dive into our discussion for the day. Uh, we are having uh, the second of two very important discussions that we wanted to use to kick off the Warriors of Lust podcast. Last uh, episode, we talked at length about consent. Because everything that we talk about going forward all the way to the end of this show, whenever that may be, is going to you know, be predicated on consent. So what we'd like to start off by saying is that anything you hear us say in this discussion today or in any discussion you hear after this is predicated with assuming it's consensual. So we just want to make that clear. Yeah, you can just put that in parentheses. If you quote us on anything, you can just put that in parentheses right. in the, between every line after every period. Yep. It, exactly. Uh, Serena got a throat infec- uh, infection, but it was consensual. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let's start with the Age of Majority and talk about why the conversation is important. And And to be clear... The conversation's important because this community keeps making it important. If I have to see the freaking discourse around the age of majority in this game one more time, I'm actually going to scream because it, it seems to pop up every like 
four to seven months somewhere in that timeline like it's it's a it's like it's like a 36 hour window on a on a on a rare spawn right like it's gonna it might pop up in three days it might pop up in 12 hours but it's gonna pop up in somewhere in there this conversation does all the freaking time so i wanted to talk about it um yeah Uh, have you have you two seen this conversation pop up before Oh, yes, I am on Final Fantasy Twitter, and I see it. When I was extremely active, I saw it every other month or so. I'm so. convinced that its appearance correlates with content droughts. Uh, well, listen, mm. there's a, a lot of the discourse uh, that we see, whether it be that discussion or any of the others, yeah, they, they do seem to be centered around... Uh, content droughts uh we've had a lot of them recently because we've been kind of in that long lull period leading up to endwalker and so this act this conversation was actually just going around again recently so it's kind of a good time for us to have the talk because listen this expansion gave us reen and gaia and introduced some some concepts like alice and graha both probably having a thing for the warrior of light like so of course the conversation is back so Let's start with addressing one major piece of this that we have to talk about, the time bubble. Uh, this game does exist in a time bubble, which ma- it pains me to say because I think that is the worst storytelling uh, way of doing it. Um, but I'm going to actually uh, let our resident storyteller, Jiraku, explain the time bubble for those who don't know. For those who are unaware, the term time bubble in this context refers to the fact that canonically the developers are hesitant, developers and writers are hesitant to confirm that any amount of time has passed in the entirety of the story. Um, Supposedly, this has simply been the most eventful year to ever happen in all of Eidolon's history. And the reason for that, of course, is, I mean, there are multiple... One, you don't have to adjust any character models to reflect what they've aged. Two, you don't run the risk of people pointing out inconsistencies with the timeline. Um, And quite frankly, I'm convinced that that's part of the reason why they decided that the time in Norvrant advanced faster for that very brief time period. You know, Mm, the time between... Our friends going there and us arriving, suddenly it stopped mm-hmm. as soon as we showed up so that they wouldn't have to explain anything like that. But I'm positive it's a case if they went, well, Alphano has looked 12 for six years. Maybe we should do something about that. Mm-hmm. Ariange could use a little bit more gray. Thancred has not, he, before Shadowbringers. Thancred did not have the power to call himself a Dilf. Ah, that's true. Couldn't pull it off, but they had to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is why the time bubble, time bubble, time bubble exists, and this is what it is. I I hate it. I I really I really do. Like I understand it in in some games, right? Like, but this isn't like. This isn't like World of Warcraft where you can play the expansions. You can skip one if you want. You could pick one up and and play them out of order. In this game, you have to play the story in order. And I mean, you could do a skip, but I feel like if you do a skip, you're not allowed to then complain that the timeline suddenly doesn't make sense to you. But like 
you have to play the story in order. And I don't feel like anyone's really going to sit there nitpicking too much that like, oh, but like uh, four years have passed, but this NPC, this random NPC in Uldah doesn't have new dialogue. Who can like that's a price I will so happily pay for allowing me to see the other characters grow and evolve and change. Mm-hmm. I would. Serena, like, am I crazy? No, I, I don't think you're crazy. I I didn't it took me a while to understand like I was in a time bubble. Like it's in a time bubble. I was like, oh shit. But I honestly, if there was the chance to see them age up even just a little bit take it from one year to two years maybe it would make more sense but well and a lot of people have yeah well a lot of people have adopted the headcanon right that you know each expansion is about a year which would put Mm -hmm. us at about five years time and to me that feels about right Mm -hmm. each of these expansions to me with the downtime that's in between them feels like up it probably should take about a year we look at things like take stormblood right we sailed all the way across the world on a boat with by wind power. We did not get there in three days or a week. We got there in a month or two. And then we helped rally a group of people together to overthrow their oppressors, set free Doma, and then sailed everyone back over and then marched another army across um, of... Uh, uh, not Alamigo, but um, no, yeah, for Girabanya. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, across Girabanya to free another set of people, and it's like, yeah, Stormblood to me feels like it should have taken about a year to get mm-hmm. through. That said, unfortunately, for the purposes of today's discussion, we do have to go with the. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV lore team approved timeline, which is to say a, a big blob of time that doesn't really make any sense. So, a bubble, yeah. you might say. <laughs> a bubble, you might say. Yeah. It, a bubble. I, I hate it so much, but we're, we're going to do it. Unfortunately, we are going to have to assume that, in fact, uh, we have gone from being a piddly little adventurer fighting bandits to slaying gods in the span of one COVID. All right. Let's do it. I mean, not even. Yeah, not you're right. COVID yeah. is actually longer than the amount of time that has passed in Aorzea right now. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's so disappointing. Okay, moving on. Let's start with the basics. Is there a set age of majority in Aorzea? I'm going to allow uh, the uh, the two of you because to me, the answer is no. I have never heard of one, and despite all the research I did preparing for this episode, I could not find any reference to a, a set age of majority in Aorzea. Do either of you know of one? Uh, not that I can recall when searching things. Um, like, of course, ages are listed, but I don't remember off the top of my dome seeing something set in stone. Right. I am quite certain that in any kind of official capacity, mm-hmm. there isn't one that has ever been confirmed. Yes, I, I, I don't think on the part of the developers that was a good decision. Well, it's the sensible decision because really, what does it benefit them to put themselves out there and put out a age of majority? Like, what does that actually benefit them? Nothing, no, no part of the story that they're going to tell 
is going to require a known age of majority. So why put it out there? Mm -hmm. Especially because, just to be blunt about it, the age of majority in Japan is very different than the age of majority in America. And I think if they made it one or the other, it would kind of creep one of us out. Yeah. So, all right. So given that they have ne- unlike this uh, we, we have to accept the time bubble for today's discussion because they have clarified that but since they have not clarified an age of majority i feel like we can reserve the right to help the community decide what the age of majority should be right i mean what else would it be i was like that's a good idea to use us for <laughs> who could possibly be more qualified i exactly so Let's start with this, and we'll go around the room. Do we want to set one blanket age of majority across Eorzea and across Final Fantasy XIV? Does that make sense? Or does there need to be a little bit more um, uh, variance in it, in your opinion? I think there absolutely has to be more variance and nuance, because it makes absolutely no sense that you would have the same age listed in Limsilimensa, Charlay, and Doma, and Garlemald. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be just like, as you said, listing it from um, Japan to the United States. They have We have a different age of um, majority. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all those different states that are in Final Fantasy XIV, there would have to be, there would be differences as well. It would- it would at the very least be regional. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So like the Eorzean, Garlemald, the, the Far East, and then Charlan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I tend to agree. Uh, I, I just don't I don't see any way that the age of majority is uniform across Final Fantasy fourteen, just because when we look at our actual world, there's no uniformity. For it so like I, I like we don't even have uniformity of the age of majority in the united states oh, by yeah. itself right mm-hmm. like it's different in certain states and you know we won't go ahead and name those states but some of them are a little creepy anyway a little anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah l- let's uh, let's talk about it uh why don't we start with the with the city states right let's start with uh the 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 three basics gradania Limsalaminsa, Ulda. What do you, what do you like? What do you think? Make like those are like the main founding members of the Aorzean Alliance, and we'll throw Ishgard in there as well, the the because the, they're kind of the regional buddies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess now we'd also add Alamigo too, probably right? Yeah, they're all all in the same. Hell, let's same just continent. do every single city all at once. Well, I mean, they're all the same <laughs> continent, is what I mean to say. Uh, where what what do you, what do you think? Is it uh, is eighteen? Is it twenty one? Well, I would think that it would vary by city-state, that um, it would also probably vary, if not be decreed by race, then it would be determined by whatever the more populous or more politically dominant races were. Right, whatever instance, whatever suits their people. For instance, Uldot, their government is very Lalafelon, so I would think that whatever standards they would come up with would be related to Lalafelon. Right. Well, I mean, you bring up a really interesting point, right? Because the fundamental difference with Final Fantasy XIV versus, say, the real world is 
when they talk about the difference in race, they are literally talking about different species. They're talking about different species that have different um, expected lifespans. Mm. They reach maturity at different ages. And they have different magical powers. Yeah. Different. They have spiffy, spiffy magical bits that they can do. Yeah, exactly. Like So maybe the better way to look at a starting point is to say, do the various races have different ages of majority? I do feel like that would be a more reasonable place. Because to be honest, if we're looking at just like with the different cities, I think very quickly, Limsa probably doesn't have enough law to have that defined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, probably yeah. profits too much from unpleasant practices to put any kind of law in place. Mm-hmm. They feel very handicapped to me. And Gridania definitely seems like they might just ignore it. Gridania <laughs> would just be like, hey, the elementals said we can fuck. So, so uh, yeah. let's do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's start with talking about the races then, because like the here are easy enough. They're probably going to be the most similar to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're humans. They're humans. They're human age. So, yeah, we can say 18 pretty safely for here, right? Mm-hmm. Feels uh, correct to me. Viera and Elizin, both really difficult ones. They're both very long lived. Elizin living over 100 years, Viera living 300 years in some cases. And yet the Elizin reach maturity much later than many of the races do, where the Viera reach it much younger. I think that it definitely comes down to we're describing things particularly in like a fantasy setting like this right taking into account that it doesn't operate under the same that a real world does right if i like the you have to fundamentally ask what is the purpose of a law that defines an age of majority and to my mind it's twofold it's you need to establish that there is enough emotional maturity at play but it's not going to fuck people up mm-hmm. and they're aware and consenting to what's going on because consent is important. Right. And the other thing you need is to know that there's not going to be severe biological damage. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So you, uh, and it, I mean, it goes back to our discussion from episode one consent, because ultimately that is what a uniform age of majority attempts to do in our society. Right. We, we say, uh, you know, in the state of Michigan, they say, 18 years old is when, on average, we believe a human being is capable of consenting to that emotional decision. That is why, in in the state of Michigan, we decided that it's 18. Now, that's a very interesting decision, since there's a lot of other things they don't let us do at the age of 18. Yep, you know, there's a lot of things where we have to wait till we're 21 to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and biologically speaking, we don't reach our emotional maturity or our mental maturity until 25-ish. So it's not a perfect system. It's it's never been a perfect system. People do mature at different rates. There probably are people at 16 who are capable of consenting. And there are probably people at 19 who are not yet capable of consenting in a real mature way. Um, So it's not, it's not perfect, but we're, again, we're going to do our best to just try to figure out the average. So my thought on it is that, for Vieira, you know, this probably would have helped if I kept the table on hand that says the average ages of different races. Um, I think it's very much it has to be that with Ellison, it would be the latest. With Vieira, it would be relatively early. Because like you said, I, I think they do. They mature very quickly. 
right? Yeah, so Vieira um, uh, averaged a 300 to 400 year lifespan, but I believe we hear that they reach maturity by the time they're like 14 or 15 or something like that. Right. And what, well, here's another way to view it. What is the age again at which they go, okay, and you're going to leave because you're a, a rabbit boy and you're going to go out to the forest? Because yeah. I would think that it's around that age. Well, the way they describe it uh, with the only lore that I've ever read on it is that the, you know, the jacks live out, you know, they leave and they live out in the forest. And once a year, they come back to have a real good week. And then uh, they take any jacks that have been born with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought it was that they get raised up until a certain age. I'm sure it is. They yeah. Leave. yeah, I'm, so I'm sure, I'm sure they probably stay with mom until they're like, six or seven or eight see i would have thought it was until they had reached some level of maturity and then they go out Mm -hmm. and then when they come back it's well man bun came back let's do fuck (laughs) man bun came back relatively reasonable yeah proposition man bun just arrived it is time (laughs) it it is time (laughs) to do the nasty uh yeah i I mean realistically for a, a a forest people uh, you know, it is probably very much whenever that Jack is capable of, you know, surviving on its own and able to get it done effectively. So, yeah, for them, it's I mean, in the wild, it's probably something like 15 ish is probably when they're getting to be about that point in that area. Um, I, you know, I always think about it with with the Makote. Um so the Makote are a tribal people. They with the the seekers of the sun specifically. Specifically, yeah. yeah. So I, sorry, <laughs> I should I should I'm sorry that I play a seeker of the sun, so I always think of them as a tribal people because I I am my character is from M tribe originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, because they're a tribal people, to me, it doesn't make any sense for them to have a, just a number where it's like, okay, when you're this age, you have reached the age of majority. I would assume their people function a lot more like tribal peoples of the world have where you probably have something of a right of adulthood where when you are capable of passing this test or whatever it may be you're an adult now uh whether that be you know completing your first hunt or whether that be just basically just showing that you are capable of not being a burden on the tribe and you're capable of taking care of yourself congratulations now you're an adult so that's kind of how i've always picture the makote does anyone else have a differing opinion on that for the seekers of the sun specifically for the seekers <laughs> for the speakers of the sun uh yeah no i think that makes total sense with the way that they function and operate yeah mm-hmm. i would go so far as to say that i think that, that would probably be around 16 17 mm-hmm. yeah i i would them. get i would guess so i mean your youngest one's probably around 15 and your oldest one's probably around it's probably one of the cases where if you haven't passed by the time you're 18, they're starting to look at you sideways like, okay. Yeah, but then wouldn't that be the same thing that falls in line with the tribal Zelas that are mm. more within, like, within the step? Or Well, I mean, to me, and this is obviously just speculating, to me, what I would see is when you are when you are old enough to represent your people in the Nottam, yeah, you're probably an adult. Exactly, that's... And, but then what... Do they distinguish as when you're ready, I guess? I think time? it would probably be like tribe. It has to be tribe specific. Mm-hmm. They're all so, I mean, the Goro 
they draw lots on who will fuck who to make kids because the marriage they care about is to a horse. Yep, exactly. They're not, they're not, they're not going to view it the same way Wait, as any what? other tribe would. Yeah. Oh, did you not know that? We've talked about it no. before. The tribe that... They marry a horse. Mm-hmm, they, they love that horse. That is their partner, basically. It's, okay. Well, we, we, had a, we had a big talk int- on, 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 on consent last week, and we, we established animals can't do that. It's intentionally vague if it's it purely is. an emotionally connection. <laughs> yep. They basically, I guess, I they like you, worship I horses like that. Yeah, I wish it wasn't intentionally vague. <laughs> I wish they were a little more clear. Yeah. I, I actually, that inspired me to look it up. And I discovered that a horse that that is very well taken care of will typically live to around 27 to 30, <laughs> which means if that marriage happens when they're, say, 18, and they're a warlike tribal society that fights the Nottam every five years, yeah. then it, that seems about right for life expectancy. Mm. They'd probably be making it to around forty-five, fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that—that's about right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I think we would say then the Zela and the the Seekers of the Sun are probably relatively the They're same. Probably it, relatively similar. Yeah. Where it's determined yeah. on a case by case basis instead of a broad numerical. Exactly. Because and and, and again, in the Viera are probably the same. It's probably very case by case. I doubt they have any kind of standard number age mm-hmm. that is that is right for you and so we can probably lump every single tribal based society into that okay none of them i think would have like the kind of codified laws that come down to we need to have a specific number that is the age right i think mostly it's going to be the people who live in the major cities who have the kind of more codified rule of law age numbers uh so, to deal with so, so would you say like so, that's like the rains and the moon is it the moon? Moon? Uh, yeah, the keepers of the moon. Uh, well, they hang out in the Gridanian Forest a lot yeah. and yell at the Elizen. So, I mean, listen. Who doesn't I yell at Elizens? Fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah. First of all, can we all agree that Ishgard's age of majority is probably twelve because they're weird? Oh God. I-, I think that we can agree that Ishgard's age of majority is fourteen, mm. and. Unless the priest says it's okay. I don't like that. Oh. Oh. Welcome no. to Ishgard. It's I terrible. I know. Oh. oh, no. No, 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 no. Welcome anywhere, to Ishgard. It's awful here. <laughs> if anywhere, it's Kugane where the age is way lower than we want it to be. That's what I, I was going to say. I think that Kugane probably doesn't have an age. Because, mm. like, what do you think about, like, with all the rains and everything like that, too? Because you don't get much background information on Rayans. Yeah, it would help if they would ever tell us anything about the Rayan. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, all right, here's Sui no Sato. Okay, well, they're not joining again. Anyway, fuck off. Here's the ones. Oh, these ones live underwater. Oh, well, can you tell us more? Enjoy no. the Zayla. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I do, but thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess... Uh, Let's let's try and knock out the cities then as, as best we can. So the, let's do the Elizen first. Um, complicated people, given the I'm, fact that they mature later. I'm going to spitball 27. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, kind of like, I don't know that it's 27, but like, here's what we see. Like, it's do we gotta know how, be s- old, how old is um, Fortomp's older son, older of the two? What the fuck is his name? 
Emilion or whatever it is? Oh, (laughs) I don't remember his name. I mean, I I skipped over that section of the lore book because I hate Ishgard. So I couldn't tell you, but I'm going to guess around 3742. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can... My my general rule with gauging the age of an Ellison is look at them, figure out what age you think they are, and then add 10 years. Okay, so yeah, here we go. Uh, Imanolaine de Fortam is the baby, I thought. Imanolaine is the one with the baby face? Yeah, isn't isn't that his older son? Well, or no. Shafan, or Shafan's no. his oldest son. But no, like, you're thinking of no, um, Atoria, is thirty. Artoriel, Artoriel. I don't know. I don't know French. All right, so Artoriel. The only time I have any urge to speak French is when I visit Ishgard. Yeah, the only thing I know is Mered. Okay, so here we go. These these two might actually help us nail down the Elizin age of majority because Arthuarel, who I I think at least I would argue perfectly capable of consenting, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, he certainly looks definitely. It. Okay, <laughs> he's thirty. Imanolain, mm-hmm. I would argue definitely not yet ready to consent. Certainly. How old not. is he? Twenty six. <gasps> and Harshafon is twenty eight. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking 27. 27. I, I, I like Andrew on the money. <laughs> I think I think 27 to 28, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, is the age of majority for Ellison for sure. Right. All right. We've got one on the board. We've got we've got uh, the Ellison nailed down. I'm going to write that down for us. Ellison. We nailed the Ellison also to 28. That's we right. Have, we do have, we have Viera seekers. We have all, yep, all tribal peoples. All tribal peoples are probably. When you whenever whenever the fuck you finish your right of adulthood, finish the right of adulthood, or your right of fucking, which may be your right of adulthood, I don't know. Uh, Let's not think about that. uh, Mm. Here we said we feel confident saying there it's probably eighteen. Yeah, same as us. Okay. So, how about the Rugadin? I feel. I'm of the impression that I feel like they're similar in my. no, I was gonna say I'm so sorry. We're gonna talk of each other. I feel like they're very similar to the hearers, but I might be completely wrong. I think it would also depend. I I was of the impression that Rugadin age a teeny bit faster. Yeah, and I could die see that a because teeny the, bit younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that from the perspective of like they're a larger species. Larger species do t- typically age a little faster and die a little younger. They don't live quite as long, so. Uh, and it's and yeah. also it's the fact that if you look through every single Rugadin NPC that exists in the entirety of the game, mm-hmm. almost all of them have got to be over thirty, mm-hmm. at least in appearance. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what do we think then for the Rugadin? Sixteen? Seventeen? I think sixteen. Sixteen makes sense. All right. all right. And if you want the double down. Um, if we're talking maritime culture, um, 16 was the age, to my knowledge, that it was if you were um, gang-pressed into service on an English Navy vessel, 16 was when you get to pick up a gun. Oh, oh okay. okay. I, right. I think. I, I remember hearing that. However, 
I'm also frequently wrong, so don't. Quote I thought me you on were that, always right. Well, the, admittedly, the word is press ganged, I believe, but uh, yeah, I don't know that when the British of the 1800s felt you were capable of holding a gun is a good reasoning for when you're capable of having well, sex. Maritime. Yeah, fair because enough. Because Limsolimensa is a phallocracy. Th- th- yeah. And I, it's I suppose by it, naval power, they originated as a fleet that ran aground. It seems reasonable that what order there would be would be a, would be a semblance of some kind of naval code. And throughout history, 16 has been the age of when you're able to enlist. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm good with saying 16 for the Rue. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings us to the... Do we even care about the Rothgar? Okay, what's the Rothgar? Why don't we, wouldn't the Rothgar be very similar? In, well, no. They shouldn't be allowed I, to breed ever. I say we make it like 80. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't, I only anything. Know the Rothgar from Boja, and that's, that's really it. Well, we haven't gotten a lore book that includes any kind of information about them, and what we've been given boils down to... Um, they had a queen and she died. What if we group <laughs> they had, them? They had a queen who was definitely a uh, femru. Would could we group them with the tribal people for right now? Since we don't have, yeah, I think, I think we just slap a really big question mark on them, <laughs> like the big... with the with the asterisk. I'm going to guess nineteen. All right, well, because... I'll tell you what. They are the most animalistic people, right? Oh, God, uh, yeah. The, the closest to actually representing an animal. Lions reach mature, maturity at two years old, so I'm saying two for them. <laughs> I, I don't want to... Oh. I, don't, I don't want my name attached to... Me <laughs> neither. Consent for anything. Yeah, no, do. I don't think so. A giant uh, question mark, bolded. Yeah, we're just going to put a big bolded question mark. There's only three people who play that cl- uh, race anyway. None of them listen to us, so... Mm-hmm. All right. I don't, or, alternatively... All of them listen to us. Oh. I'm really mad right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, uh, I understand you're a furry, but I'm not. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, Serena's a scaly. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I was I was speaking to the Rothgar fans. In the oh, oh, okay. I gotcha. Uh, all right. So we got the Hero of the Rogadin, the Elizin. Oh, okay, here's the hard one. Let's do the Lollafell. Yeah, this is the tough one. So this is a, a conversation in and of itself because uh, there are a lot of people out here, especially in the ERP community, who get weirded out by Lalafell participating. Uh, and I mean, I don't know how to say this other than, sorry, everybody, but Lalafell, there are adult Lalafell in this game. Like, like you wouldn't, would you say that about a gnome in another game? Like, would you there's... say that about Papashan? Look at him. Look at his Look how mustache. Old battle horn he is. So mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. while we were doing this, I did look up some ages for some Lalafell characters. Okay. Um, Tataru, Tataru is twenty one. Okay. Nanamo is also twenty one. Interesting. And anyway, Nanamo Pippin, was younger. Oh, no. Nanamo ascended the throne at fourteen. Yes, she did, but she, she is, is twenty one. Fourteen anymore. Yes. Um, and oh. Pippin. I just looked it up. I think Pippin's 25. Okay. All right. This is going to be tough. Based on all that. Yeah, Pippin is 25. I'm going to say it would probably be around 20. Mm -hmm. Because we do know that Lalafell can live a really fucking long time. 
Uh, um, yeah. I don't know how much of this was just the magic, but the guy from the Black Mage quest line was in jail for something like 156 years mm-hmm. before he decided, fuck it, and he just walked out. Oh. So, so the fact that he's capable of walking would imply that he's not completely decrepit. Hmm. So... But it's also possible that it's some black magic shenanigans. You never really know. Right. Um, okay. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say twenty. I wanna Here's say, my problem. Um, Here's my problem. Nanamo ascended the throne at fourteen. So which, they they clearly felt at fourteen she was mature enough to lead a nation. This is this happens in monarchies all the time. It does. Fourteen year olds ascend despite the fact that they're not capable of it. And in Ulda, it's a very clear case that the syndicate wanted a puppet. Yeah, that's true. They wanted a puppet leader. She wasn't there to actually lead. Yeah, she basically basically what happened is she ascended the throne at a young age and then her advisors were the ones that were controlling it, forcing her hands and controlling everything that she was doing at that age. And as she started to get older, she realized that they did have evil intentions. Yeah. Okay, so we see her starting to get more mature around 2021. So Mm -hmm. what? Uh, uh, Draco, you said 20? I think 20. I think 20 is very fitting for that. And I think that my biggest reason for thinking that as well that if Tataru is 21 Mm -hmm. she has big I'm old enough to fuck now energy (laughs) I'm big I just got across the number and I'm ready to go doesn't she she also like threatens to like put you in timeout and stuff doesn't she or am I wrong I think that's Yishtola well I know Yishtola does it but I think I think Tataru has threatened stuff on you before well it's like I remember when I was old enough to fuck, and yeah. my response to that situation was, I need to do absolutely everything I can to be extremely appealing, mm-hmm. because the way to get people to fuck you is to focus on you, and then it just kind of comes around naturally as a result of that. Mm-hmm. This is the purpose of my arrogance. So, with Chitaru... She tries absolutely everything that there is. She tries magic. She tries mining. She's an omni-crafter. She's a fantastic banker. She's done all of these things. So it really reeks to me of someone who's like, I have to make myself as awesome as possible so that someone will fuck me. Okay. I like I it. I could be projecting a little bit. That you that's that's you, you mean, you know? <laughs> that, that's definitely you. But no, I, I think I think listen, I think twenty is a good age for it. It makes it makes sense. Yeah, and looking at the characters that we know the most about, Tataru, Nanamo, and Pippin. I love Pippin. Yeah. So Alright, then let's wrap it up here with the Mikote keepers and the Aura Rayan. because uh, I'm assuming they're gonna be pretty close. Kind of a kind of a secular society. Uh, well, we've got Elizin, we've got Hur, we've got Rugadin, we've got Rothgar, we've got Lalafell, and then the tribal peoples, including Makote, Viera, and uh, the Aura. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? I think that I think that is everyone. Yeah, that's everyone. If you go um, down, it. unless we want to cover Garlians, but you know, and something about the state of Garlemald right now tells <laughs> me they don't particularly care about <laughs> things like consent. Yeah, listen, I'm willing to bet that. Yeah, I'm willing to bet the age of consent in Garlemald was like. 21 and now it probably is kind of irrelevant 
Something that seems very up Garlemald's alley is to set the age of consent higher than the age of enlistment. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, exactly. The age of enlistment is definitely 16, and the age of majority is probably like 25. Mm-hmm. Probably like 21. So yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I think with the Keepers and the Ran, it might be based off of where they are centrally lo- localized. Um, yeah, it, with with the non-tribal Nakode mm-hmm. uh, and Aura, I think it definitely would be you're adapting to whatever the case is around you yeah. less than because because when it comes to like these disparate groups that wandered away from the other structure that the a lot of their bases contain, mm-hmm. you kind of if you're wandering, you kind of just adapt to what's around you instead of trying to take something. Yeah. Because for the most part, Makoto, uh, Seekers of the Sun, fuck you, you did this to me. Seekers of the Sun who leave the tribes will, um, like, they, they don't leave in huge groups. It's right. like a person here, a person there. This isn't like a traveling caravan that creates its own separate society. That's what Dunesfolk, Lalafell are, incidentally. Right. Mm-hmm. They ride around on giant turtles. It's pretty, pretty great. I like turtles. <laughs> um. So, so where are we at then on on the keepers and the rayan? Right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> they 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 adapt to whatever local custom would be of whatever race would be most similar to them, which would probably be they would default to here. Mm-hmm. I would I I would think so too. Like obviously for the Mikote keepers, their closest race would be the Elizin, but that twenty seven or twenty eight would make no sense for them. They'd be through their like they'd literally be through their breeding prime by that point. Yeah. Um and, Yeah. So me, I think eighteen makes the most sense for them. And with Rayan, it yeah. like I said with Rayan, it really is gonna depend on where they are because there are Rayan that stay within like the Zela tribes. Yeah, that's true. There are some that are completely outside of it and you really it's i think it's really we just default it yeah i th- I think what like obviously yeah if a rayon grows up with the zayla it's gonna mm-hmm. be the same as the zayla but um you'll adapt to wherever you live but exactly. yeah i think i think in general it, they're probably on par with the 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 here so mm-hmm. 18 we'll say all right so with those numbers in mind let's address the actual uh discourse that we see all the time there are two pairings of people that are frequently uh, the center of this discourse, one being Alfino and Alice, and the other being Reen and Gaia. And now, armed with this information, <sighs> we can finally address it. How many people are shipping? It. How many okay. people are shipping Alpha, Alpha, Alphino and Alice together? I, so it's n- not it's not them shipping them together. It's them right. shipping them with their adult with, characters, with and- their warrior of light, or with Graha, or. Yeah, like they, they, I just include them both together because usually, you know, people ship one or both of them. Or I am a very smart person for not realizing that soon. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, no, Reed and Gaia definitely get shipped together. I, I would know. They're, but, they're, yeah, they're, they're, the game. they're baby lesbians. Like, they absolutely are. So, we'll talk about them in a sec. Let's start with Alfie Noah and Alice. Um, these, this is one that I actually have gone back and forth on a bunch of times in my head because the issue is that while clearly they are younger, you know, the, by the time bubble, they're at most 17. 16. Uh, well, if they say a year has passed since oh, the yeah. beginning of ARR, it could be, they could be 17. 
Uh, but so while they're at the most 17, we just determined that they're that the age of majority for Elzen is probably more like 27 or 28. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the problem. If that is the case, we open ourselves up to so many questions that this game does not want to answer. Like, how is it then acceptable for us to let them risk their lives fighting in this war? If they are... Charlayan. So, uh, what about Charlayan? Sorry. Take me through Charlayan this. Charlayan is why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because fuck Charlayan. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm sure by the end of uh, day tomorrow, we're all going to be saying fuck Charlayan. Mm-hmm. But, this, but this is what I mean, though. Like, Clearly, we as a community have accepted that they have the emotional maturity to consent to risking their lives to save the world. Uh, and it's the same discussion that we see sometimes in with the um, with with the American army, right? Why am I old enough to be drafted or to enlist and not to drink? How yeah. does that make any sense? Um, it's that it's that same kind of conversation. Ultimately, I'm 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 gonna say no. I I don't. I don't know that I'm I'm comfortable with people shipping Alfino and Alize because I understand the problems that it raises if we say that, but like I don't know. It's it it still just weirds me out a bit. They look the exact same as they did when we first met them when they were definitely children. Um, yeah, I don't. So know. for the purposes of the opposite side of that argument, sure. having a voice, and I agree with you, but. Yeah. I think I would like to voice what I think the absolute best argument against you would be. Please. So we can see if that sways us at all. Okay. So first off, we do say 27 for Ellison. However, our examples that we use are a bunch of hoity-toity, stuck-up, spoiledish guardians. Okay. Well, yeah, we talked about Ishgard and Gridania, fair, to be fair. And what well, I mean, like, specific characters with specified ages. Right. Like, our 26-year-old has barely ever left the house. Right. He is a rich, spoiled inheritor. Like, he's he's nothing. So you could argue that for most Ellison, it would be before that, he's just an outlier because he's awful. Oh, yeah, you know what? We have a, we have a major problem that has just popped up with our uh, Ellison age issue. Hmm. What's that? Hilda's only 21. Yeah, but she's half. But she's a half. Oh, you know, you're right. She's half here. She ages, she ages like a hero. It's mm-hmm. fine. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm not going to dig through any more characters for fear of what I might find. <laughs> How old is Mother Mion? Oh, oh God. She's Please mommy. be. She's, I mean, yeah, she's got to be in her 40s, right? She's probably 30 something. We're going to find out she's 19. Uh, 30 and 6. I told you. Okay. She's in her 30s. 36. Yep. She is prim- um, prime MILF age. Prime. So, so point being. Um, you could say that the that is evidence that the Ellison age of consent should be lowered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I don't think anyone is arguing that Alice and Alphano pre-Shadowbringers are anywhere close to a point where there would be that you could have reason informed consent. Right. People have been there. They're aggressive, reckless children who are here because they're rebelling against daddy because daddy said your grandfather was a terrible person. And mm-hmm. they said, grandpa died for your sins. <laughs> but well, he did, to be I, fair. I believe there yes. were people that were shipping them. Yeah. That, that is, and that, that's, hey. I'm just letting you know, like, that is just, that is from what I get, you know, on my 
bi-monthly. Yes, but I'm trying I know, so hard. I, I'm trying so hard to give this argument any kind of fucking backbone I, to it. I would like to take your backbone. <laughs> you see this backbone I'm taking from you? I'm just gonna, gonna smack it against the wall? Snap it. Mm-hmm. I mean... No, but I get what you're trying to say, right? Like, yeah. like clearly the, the by other the thing time being, they've clearly aged in Shadowbreak. Well, like, oh yeah, told a year I minimum. The numbers they they well, age at least a year. I believe it's a year for Alphanod and two for Alize. Yeah, no, or was it Alize came year? second? Oh, so two uh, in a year. I was, I was pretty sure they gave like actual numbers for the year. They did because I remember Thancred being ten. Yeah, and Urianje um, was five. And 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 here's by the way, because that got asked, and apparently the explanation for it is, yeah, but remember that was their like spirit vessels over in the first, and now they've come back to their regular bodies in in this time, and it's like, all right, I guess. Right, but like, I think that they're probably past puberty, so we hit the point of the emotional maturity argument instead of the right. biological damage. And 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 here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, by the time we get to where we're at now in 5.55, like, they're sitting at a table watching the formation of the grand uh, company of Eorzea, literally Alphano's, like, lifelong dream, which is a weird thing to say about someone who's, like, 16 or 17, but, like, like he's, like, literally shedding a tear over this great thing that he envisioned for the world that has now come to pass, and it's like, yeah... I consider that character an adult in my mind, right? Like I, I, like I don't any longer feel like I've got these annoying kids hanging out with me, like I did back in ARR. Mm-hmm. They're oh, just part on. of the no group. One, no one ever thought Alice a was annoying. Uh, no one with a brain in their skull ever thought Alice a was annoying. <laughs> Alpha, no, no one liked him, but no one thought Alice a was annoying. They know what's good for. <laughs> yeah, or they just didn't say it. She was uh she was pretty brutal for about eleven turns of Bahamut before she finally got awesome. Mm-hmm. She was great. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Yeah. She All right. showed up and said, You're stupid, Alphano. Shut the fuck up. So Alphano Alphano and Alize, I feel like we're gonna come to the conclusion of while I can understand the argument, it's still gonna be a no from me, dog. It's it's a no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, honestly. It's a no honestly, from me. Same. Yeah, not okay. All right. Let's talk about Reen and Gaia. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go first on this one because, uh, this is like, this is life for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted them to like get together as a couple so badly by the end of the Eden quest line. And you'll never convince me that people at SE didn't want the same thing because Mm -hmm. boy, did they tease it. Um, yeah, like here's what we need to remember. Coffee biscuits and gay crystals. Yep. First of all, coffee biscuits and gay crystals. But yeah, like the fact that I want to see them like end up being a couple is not the same as saying I want to see them fuck. Like that's that's not the same thing. Like right, we we Can see someone give me that as a soundbite. <laughs> I want to see them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll drop. I'll I'll uh, section that one off for you. Um, but like that's what I mean though. Like they ultimately like you can root for a teenage romance. Like you can root like, Hey, those two, like, like what a fun story they are. I hope they get together. They're really cute. But like 
that isn't the same as like when you start taking it to the extent of like so that I can start seeing them take off all their clothes. Okay, well, Ugh. yeah, they are like sixteen. That's a little weird. Maybe maybe don't do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't need to go that far. I mean, so, I don't, and I don't want to hear the argument that Reen is actually hundreds of years old because she's all the Minfilias combined. I don't want to hear that. That's gross. So, You're weird. Like in the body that Ren has, she is young. Gaia, yeah. and you can also they would also fight on that end that Gaia is a remake, an Asian, an Asian. So she is also real old, fucking old. But in these bodies that they have now, that they are possessing, that they are in control of, and most cognizant of the fact that they are in, they are in my brain like they're underage. Right. To me, the logic is yes, their soul or whatever is this old mm-hmm. but do they have any of that knowledge in their heads do they have any of those memories do they have any of that emotional maturity exactly no and that's the difference where like sure whatever guy is an Asian, but like to rewind the timeline a bit i don't think it's possible for la habrea to be in a situation in which he is unable to give consent mm-hmm. regardless of what body he possesses regardless of if it's a fucking lizard or something yeah. <laughs> um but that's the point, is that it's his brain. And also the thing that he's doing is fucked up because the lizard he's possessing can't consent to you, so you're still fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my point, is that yeah, no, Laha Brea, that Asian argument works with him, or Elidibus, or Emmet Selk, you know, these these sorts of characters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense at all with Reen or with Gaia, because they don't actually have that continuous experience. They don't have Right. They don't have the, the memories. They are not a they are not a continuation of the previous consciousness. It's like saying, well, I'm the culmination of all of the decisions my family made. It's like, yeah, all, every single one of them. But that doesn't mean you're your great brand. Right. Okay. So so let me. we're running out of time, so let me try and offer the compromise here. Here's, here's, here's my what, what I'll put forth. It is okay to ship Reen and Gaia together. It is not okay to look up hentai of Reen and Gaia together. Yeah. My my argument is it is perfectly okay to want them to fuck off screen. Yeah, to root because them when on. I was when I was sixteen, I was fucking. <laughs> yeah, so was and, I. Fair enough. And it's, it'd be hypocritical of me to say now sixteen year olds shouldn't fuck, but well, also I shouldn't be in the room watching when it happens. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, ex- exactly. Like it's fine if they do. But like you, yeah, you you had sex at sixteen, but there wasn't some twenty six year old jacking off in the corner watching you do it. Yeah, that's correct. There was not. No. I mean, I mean, let me. I don't know that, that I know for that. sure about you, Jiraku. Maybe there was, but <laughs> I, I don't think there was. If there was, I would have made some good money. <laughs> Amen. Ship them, not with you. All right. Well, we're completely out of time on that, so that's where we're going to wrap up talking about the age of majority in Final Fantasy XIV. We'd love to hear how we did. Are we creepy pervs, or do you think that we're probably, you know, more right than we are wrong? Or did we get it exactly right and Square Enix should cut the check? Let us know what you think. You can follow us on Twitter at WOLCastXIV and let us know how we did. And if you want to say something really mean, just remember you're saying it to Darling, not to us. Don't make her cry. Uh, All right. Make you cry. Serena, you uh the those steroids, they got you ready to go. Huh? I am ready to fight anybody and anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh do not piss off Serena because uh <laughs> she will fuck you up. 
I've been giving her a wide berth all show. <laughs> there you go. You have been much nicer this episode. I noticed that. Because I started off this it, episode it, going, you are wrong. I am correct today. It turns out that roid rage is a good deterrent. <laughs> yeah, turns out. All right, to wrap things up, since uh, we are literally counting down the minutes here for the release of Final Fantasy XIV and Walker, I thought we'd finish with doing some lusty Final Fantasy XIV and Walker predictions. And it'll be fun because by the time the listeners are hearing these, they'll already know if some of our predictions were right or wrong. So uh, let's uh, let's go through just a, real quick a couple of uh, our uh, lusty Final Fantasy XIV and Walker predictions. Jiraku, start us off. Um. So I have a suggestion. Okay. Do we do we want to each do two and we'll do a round table of one of piece? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. My first prediction is that the most overrated new character for hotness will be in Charlayan and probably Charlayan National. And by that I mean the one that everyone says is hot, but you're looking at them and you're like, Are you for real right now? Fucking ugly. And the, and the actual hottest new character will be an Asian. That we have not previously seen. Uh, I mean, <gasps> Any they, they, they have designed a track record of uh, of making hot Asians. That is true. We love hot ass, <sighs> don't we? Though, yeah. all right, I'm into it. I'm 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 about it, uh, Jiraku. Okay, here's here's my first prediction. Uh, my first lusty Final Fantasy XIV and Walker prediction is that um, the enemy of innocence, Callie Page, will get knocked up on the moon. Oh, moon baby. <laughs> That's right. I will have that, a non-terrestrial baby. That sounds like it would be difficult to arrange, but I'm not. I don't think it would be. To the thought. I have I am beyond confident I, that I will be able to find I'm somebody mean, to knock me up on the moon. I'm more mean the logistics. Are you just gonna just gonna ask someone, hey, will you take my breath away? Like the moon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I might work. I, I mean, I'm just going to do what I usually do. Show off my ass and wait. <laughs> yeah, it works. Listen, it works. And listen, if if no one does bite, I've got those weird shaped looking cactuar things. <laughs> you mean Squidward? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Take that out. Take that out. <laughs> I'm not taking that out. That's, it's on record. I've been on you're, Twitter you're too much. Oh. You're completely doomed. Oh, it's okay. That's so- that's so, th- dude. Those things are so freaky looking, but I love them. <laughs> future, the future love, is here. I love, I love the gay one. <gasps> Me, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, my first prediction. Um, I have a second one, but I'm gonna save that one for last because I think it's gonna be mind blowing. Um, okay. My first prediction. I think everyone is going to be obsessed with the twins' father because everyone has daddy issues in some sense. <sighs> Oh God, he's so overrated. I know. I hate him already. So I hate him already. Right. I'm so I, right, but everyone's gonna oh, be so obsessed so with them right. because they have daddy issues. And if you don't have daddy issues, I'm sorry you have them now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jiraku, back around to you. What do you got? I, I'm still reeling from that. <laughs> yeah, when like I, I called you out. Yeah, get get ready because uh... <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'm I'm reeling at the realization that you're correct and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have. I also predict, and I don't know that by the time this will go up, anyone will have a chance to have found this out because it might be so far in. But our post-credit sequence or immediate pre-credit sequence, we're gonna see Yugiri and Hien, 
will actually be fucking honest with each other and they will get betrothed, married, <gasps> something like that. I, oh my god. And gosh. there will be so much implied shibari. I thought you were going to say they're going to be fucking and I was like, all right. <laughs> and they do be fucking. They oh my god. will be fucking. I would, I'm interested. I would like to I, l- listen more to this. I would be shocked if that if that came true purely on the grounds that we see so few relationships in this game. Yeah. Like there are so few actually confirmed relationships that we see any of. Uh, like we like a couple get hinted at, right? Like Urianje and Moonbrita get hinted at. Oh, uh, hinted at? You mean hit with at. a bat? <laughs> well, but so I mean, like we don't really get to see any of it though, which is why, like, I would just, like I'd be shocked if like, yeah, like if if Hien goes for it, if Hien's just like. Nope, I'm gonna make her mine. Closing out a story arc. I'd love it. Time you do it. Mm-hmm. I just, I would be shocked, but I would love it. All right. Um, my prediction is that someone who has featured on the Thirst Down before will not survive Endwalker. Don't do this to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. I don't think it's. I listen. I don't think They'll it's gonna... never kill Radlia. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! How did you know it was Radlia? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. A, I admit it because it's a you cut. can't even remember the name of the one from this episode. Her name is. It starts with an A Q L. Uh-huh. Oh no, it's A L A Q A. Yep, Alaka. Uh-huh. Alaka. I did not scroll down. down. I did not scroll up. I am still here because you mentioned a goth Zayla and I was like interested as a (laughs) fellow goth. Listen, they have false killed Yishtola too many times. I think this is the, it's going to take this time. It's not going to happen. I I can't. She's too much a mascot. I would like to tell you what I have heard about who might be offed. Uh Can I? Uh, is this any kind of like confirmed? Well, thing, it or? was it was more so a speculation because they've said the last few people that have said the last few lines in expansion trailers. Uh, I listen. I'll tell you who like I think is going to get the axe this expansion, and it's Thancred and maybe Urianji. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be both of them, but those are my guesses for who's gonna uh, get the axe this You're expansion right. for. For the first Better time, not kill off my two gay dads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, well, listen. I so I was way back in ARR. We were doing Limit Break Radio at the time, and uh, we had this big thing because, like, we were like we were celebrating the balls on Square Enix to kill the Scions because in at the at the bloody banquet, yeah. they, it looked like they had killed the Scions at that point, and we had we were in that long waiting period for Heaven's Word, uh, thinking like, oh my god. They actually did that. They pulled the trigger on the like the 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 guts on them to do it, and then of course they undo all those deaths in Heaven's Ward, and we were pissed off about it. And since then, I have not be- like been willing to believe they would kill anybody. I finally believe it. This I expansion, I believe people we love are going to die. I am excited for it, but I am heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbroken already. Yeah. As you talk about how they don't kill people, mm-hmm. I look over and I say, "That's right." You know, the one I'm most afraid of is Papa. Of, afraid for is Papa Limo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they listen. can't. They'll never kill my friends. <laughs> Papa, Limo. Papa Limo. I just got sad. Favorite character. 
favorite character in Shadowbringers, Papalimo. Yeah, listen, I I still maintain that Papalimo is probably going to show up in the next expansion. At some point. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I don't. I I would. It would not shock me for for to find memory, out that he survived. Memory or flashback at best. They gave him the exact same death that Louis Swan got. Yeah, Louis Swan ain't coming back. No, Louis Swan ain't yeah. coming back. Although. We have seen him a few times since, but yes, you're right. Okay, so for my last prediction, are you guys ready? I don't think you guys are ready. ready. So I think my last prediction, Bald Xenos. (laughs) Bald Xenos is going to cut his locks? You're serious. You're serious. (laughs) You think Xenos is going to cut those luscious locks? No, that or he's going to be decapitated. The hair is oh. the only good thing. He I has. know, but listen, uh, wouldn't it be funny to see bald Zenos? <laughs> uh, Serena, being decapitated is not the same as being bald. It's same thing. It, <laughs> the hair's not uh, on your. <laughs> it's not. It's a little different. No. This barber aimed a little bit low. Um. No, I would like to say though. Uh, otherwise than bald Zenos, I do feel like we will be losing him. I feel like Zenos is gonna go. I hope so. Listen, Jesus. Listen, I like my villains, if, even if, if they don't have a good talks. If he hadn't never come back after the final quest mm-hmm. of release, Stormblood, I would have such a high opinion of him as a character but he, from a narrative sense. Oh, yeah. I, I would but, love the idea that like he offed himself in that last moment to not give anyone the satisfaction. And I'm like, what a dick. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I would love him. Yeah, but he did. He, he he's the, back. Yeah. He's the perfect embodiment of the perfect parallel, the perfect stand-in for people who skip cutscenes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. Yo. All I care about is the hunt. All I care about is doing raids. I don't give a shit about your story. I don't give a shit about this setting. And, you know, it's fitting that you see him standing alone in a room full of what used to be best in slot gear. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's true but i think i think xenos this will probably be the last we see of him though i do love okay. looking at him he is absolutely gorgeous him and his dump truck ass yeah, it's gorgeous i just want to ah! oh come on it's prosthetic at best did you, did you see the picture of him and it's just got it's him standing there and he's just got juicy i love that ass. photo so much it was my <laughs> background on my phone <laughs> for a lot of I love Xenos. I don't. He don't ask me why. I just like I said before. I love people that can break me over the head like a stick, and that's him. But he's probably gonna go. Merlwib is right there. I also love Merlwib. We've talked about Listen, this. Xenos. I don't know that he can break you over his head. Like he can wield a sword, but I feel like he's got weak forearms. I don't think so. Listen, I think he has to have strong forearms from how much he must be jerking off. Yeah, exactly. How much he's like, oh, the warrior of light, oh, the hunt. I'm sorry. That's that's the steroids. I'm so sorry. This episode of Warriors of Lust has been banned from iTunes. Yeah. So sorry. Being pornographic in nature. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my last prediction. And I just kind of want to okay. see him bald. If, you know what? if someone can give me a bald Xenos, I think I'd love them forever. <laughs> Mr. Clean as Xenos. Yeah. I'm, I'm about it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yep. That's going to be it. Okay. 
that's where we're going to wrap it up for today as well. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will see you in a couple weeks for our uh, our third episode, uh, which we're not going to announce the theme of just yet. We've given you guys so much like a roadmap so far. You've always known what was coming up next. Now we are through with the um, obligatory discussions. Now it's on to just some discussions that we want to have. Uh, so yeah, be, uh, be back here in two weeks time. Uh, we will definitely talk a little bit about Endwalker and our first impressions of it at that point. Uh, we hope you all enjoy the launch. We hope it is everything that everyone hoped it would be. Uh, do you two have any final thoughts? Our next episode will be a deep analysis about the cultural impact origin and after effects of big titty goth GFs. Um, I mean, I, I would be fine with that. I'm good with that discussion. <laughs> I'm good with that yeah. discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I'm All right, we'll have, to that. <laughs> we'll have a discussion on uh, on big titty goth GFs next uh, next uh, episode. I have a conspiracy wall, and the center is just a picture of Lulu from Final Fantasy X. Can you yeah. can you Photoshop my face over that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I mm, now I kind of want to. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure that you're following us on social media. You can follow uh, this show on Twitter at WOLCastXIV. You can follow me on Twitter at Escalia, E-S-K-A-L-I-A. And you can follow Serena uh, at Purple Goth Zela. You can check out the Layer of the Escasuals Discord where we all hang out. And you can uh, hang out and chat with us if you, uh, if you feel so inclined. And... Uh, yeah, make sure you follow uh, both myself and Serena on Twitch. Uh, I am at twitch.tv slash Escalia. And Serena, what is your Twitch? I am at twitch.tv slash Kieran Rose. K-Y-R-A-N-R-O-Z-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jiraku, anything you want to plug? Um, I write Choose Your Own Adventure novels for money. And, 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 and also and, and, other things. How could they reach you, uh, you can, <laughs> And, and right. how, if I wanted to buy I, one. I am. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at self-promoting. I keep forgetting that you have to do that. Um, I was just zoning out thinking about Lulu. Um, <laughs> can I get a choose-your-own-adventure novel of me in a world with Lulu? Boy, can you. Is there is there a NC-17 version of it? Boy, could there, there could be. be. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. I'm into it. Uh, contact me. The easiest way to make that happen is to contact me on Discord. We can discuss rates and estimates. I have commissioned uh, a lot of porn in my day, but I have never commissioned to choose your own adventure porn. Boy. You should. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I should. Well, you uh, you heard uh, it here first. Uh, if you're interested, make sure that you contact Jiraku Drake. You can find him on the Discord server, the Layer of the S Casuals. If you're looking for a place to find it, you can follow it, uh, find it on our uh, Twitter, and you can also find it uh, here at the Warriors of Lust uh, on the Podbean page. So it's warriorsoflustpodcast.podbean.com. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today. Uh, if you haven't already, please check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash Escalia. And until next time, have a good day.
Warriors of Lust podcast is created by its host and so the support of its listeners. Viewers and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Callie Page, Serena Hima, and Jiraku Drake, and are in no way affiliated with Square Enix. Opening and closing themes provided by Kurai Kurome. Check them out on Twitter at Kurai Kurome. If you want to support the Warriors of Lust podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Iskalia. E-S-K-A-L-I-A and make sure to follow us on Twitter at Wolcast 14 that's W-O-L-C-A-S-X-I-V